The world is littered with products that have failed to really sell well. The unfortunate reality is many of them have the potential to be quite popular. And in fact, they may even be superior to other products out there that are already selling very well. But without effective marketing, they may never generate great sales. The unfortunate reality is a weak product with great marketing can easily outsell a great product with weak marketing. Now that might not seem very fair, but it happens all the time. So it's very important to understand how to use marketing to increase product sales. Done right, marketing is about helping customers do three things. Number one, discover that your product or service exists. Number two, understand the problem or need that it solves. And finally, number three, make a purchase if the solution is right for them. So if you believe in the value of your product, then marketing is an essential step in serving your customers. It's all about helping them discover and benefit from your particular solution. So let's take a look at how to make effective use of marketing in three steps. Step number one, Confirm that you have a winning offer. The critical step that entrepreneurs often skip over is validating their product or their service. Before you start an expensive marketing campaign, it's very important that you confirm that people understand your offer and what your product is about and that they're interested in buying it. And one of the very best ways to do this is to create a simple marketing website that explains exactly what your product is and how it can benefit customers. Now, you don't have to create a website. Maybe you already have a website. You can create a printed brochure, whatever is applicable for your product or service and how it is that you plan to reach customers. But the idea here is to create a website that explains your offer in a way that you can simply present to potential customers to see how they react to it. So for example, one great option is to sit down one-on-one -on -one with a potential customer, somebody that fits the demographics of your target audience, and present the website or your brochure to them and simply ask open-ended questions. So for example, you might load your website up on a tablet, hand it to them, and simply ask questions like, what do you think this is? What do you think it does? What stands out to you? The goal here is to capture their genuine reaction in real time. So avoid selling them, avoid pitching to them. Don't try to explain anything. Simply try to get them to verbalize their thought process as they're reacting to your marketing website or your marketing brochure. You wanna understand, do they get it? Do they understand how the product or service benefits them? Are they interested in buying it? If they're not, if they are confused at all about the offer or the product or any part of your marketing message, then you seriously need to consider revising your website and then conducting further tests in the future where you sit down with another prospective client. Because if your website isn't able to stand on its own, in other words, if you're needing to jump in and explain things and fill in gaps and be there to sell the product or service, then your website almost certainly is not going to be an effective place to send paid traffic or other marketing efforts. So it's very important to conduct these kinds of tests to again, break down, do they understand it? Do they get it? And are they interested in the product? Now, it's worth noting that many people 
in an effort to be socially polite and in an effort to avoid confrontation, however minor, they may be encouraging even if they're not particularly interested in the product. This is something that I first really learned about from The Mom Test by Rob Fitzpatrick. And as he explains in the book, these kinds of interviews are open to misleading feedback because people tend to want to encourage you or to at least be socially polite. And so they can be very hesitant to actually express reservations or concerns around the product or the service. So what you want to do is pay very close attention to whether they're just giving you kind of soft answers or if they're genuinely interested in the product. Now, I do recommend that you read The Mom Test for much more detailed information when it comes to conducting these kinds of interviews. But the general premise here in terms of what you're looking for is instead of seeing them say something like, oh, this seems really interesting. Yeah, that might be something I might be interested in buying in the future. Those aren't commitments. Those kinds of statements, they might sound like they're interested, but they tend to be non-committal. So what you're really looking for is at least some portion of the people that you sit down with with these one-on-one interviews you're looking for some reasonable percentage of them to express immediate interest in buying the product or service. So where they literally ask you, can I buy this right now? Or where can I buy this? Do you happen to have one? Can I buy it from you right now? That is the kind of response you're looking for. And that tells you that you're doing a good job of explaining the benefit of the product or service and that they're genuinely interested in it. And both of those are important prerequisites before you move on to a full paid advertising campaign. Now, for step-by-step instructions for how to put together a really great marketing website, if you're at all concerned about your ability to craft a great marketing message and to properly explain the benefits of your products or services, then I highly recommend that you pick up a copy of Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller. That book explains how to put together a complete sales funnel And a decent amount of the book is focused entirely on how to put together a really effective marketing website, including how to create curiosity with a one-liner and how to draw people in where they want to learn a little bit more about exactly what it is that you're offering. So if you're at all concerned about your ability to convey your message, or if it becomes clear when you sit down in these interviews that people are a little bit confused about your product or service, then I recommend that you pick up a copy of that book. Let's continue on to step number two. Identify the best marketing opportunities. It's critical to understand that not all marketing channels perform equally well for every business. So there might be just a select few channels that will work exceptionally well for your business and yet might not work for the next business. And the opposite is also true. You might see a channel that works exceptionally well for another business and yet when you try it with your business, It doesn't perform at all. Now, when I say marketing channels, I'm talking about different options that you have available to you when it comes to attracting attention to your business. So examples include Facebook ads, Google ads, search engine optimization, public relations, trade shows, content marketing, the list goes on and on. And some of these marketing channels cost money, And some of the other channels are 
free, but they take a lot more time and energy typically to have them pay off for you. But there are a whole bunch of different options out there. And the goal here is to identify the channels that are most appropriate for your specific business. And my favorite way to do this is by following the bullseye framework from Traction by Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Mears. It's a simple four-step process that you can use to identify the best marketing opportunity for your specific business. Step number one is to brainstorm ideas for a range of marketing channels. And the book Traction happens to cover 19 different possibilities, but there are a lot of other marketing channels out there that you can explore. Step number two is to select three to five options that seem most promising for your specific business. Step number three is to conduct inexpensive tests to see how each channel performs. And finally, step number four is to select the single most promising option and then to focus on it first. Now, the reason why you ultimately wanna select a single channel to focus on is there are a whole bunch of benefits that come from channeling your energy, especially really early on in your marketing efforts because by really mastering one marketing channel, you can, number one, optimize your efforts and save money and get better results, but you can also develop your ability to really master that channel, understand all the ins and outs, and maximize your return from that one channel before you continue on to other channels that may or may not perform as well. Now, of course, eventually, you will reach diminishing returns. You will reach the point at which spending more time, energy, or money on that channel does not increase performance. So even as you spend more and more on your advertising budget, there will come a point where that doesn't actually lead to more attention for your business. So this is the point of diminishing returns. And when this happens, typically you can continue on with the marketing channel by just lowering your ad spend a little bit and settling into a nice rhythm. But this is where ultimately you wanna select a second promising channel. So you return back to the bullseye framework, you go back through that four-step process and you find the next most promising channel. And then you focus most of your attention on that new opportunity, somewhere in the ballpark of 80% of your effort on that new opportunity, and then roughly 20% of your time continuing to renew and refresh your efforts on the original marketing channel so that you're still able to make maximum use of that channel in terms of generating attention for your business. But you just continue to add marketing channels as you reach diminishing returns with your existing channels, and that allows you to continue to generate more and more attention for your business. Let's continue on to step number three. Scale up by creating a momentum machine. The goal of an effective marketing strategy is to create a flywheel, as described in both Good to Great and Turning the Flywheel, both written by Jim Collins. The idea here is to create a virtuous cycle that feeds on itself to create better and better results over time. So you spend money on advertising, that results in improved sales and revenues and profits. You take some of those profits, you put them back into advertising, and you're able to create even better results over time. And this is something that applies whether you're using paid marketing, organic marketing, or even social marketing. So let's take a look at a quick example of a paid advertising flywheel. 
The process starts with spending money to advertise. This naturally leads to attracting more attention to the product, which can increase sales. More sales can then boost word-of-mouth referrals, which leads to a further increase in total revenues and profits. Finally, some of those profits can be used to increase the advertising budget. Now, it's important to notice that each of the components in this flywheel isn't just a next step in the process, but almost an inevitable consequence of the previous step. So if you nail the first step, you're launched into the next, and then the next, and then the next, almost like a chain reaction. And that is what we're trying to achieve when we design a marketing flywheel. You wanna create a situation where improving any one of the steps in the process leads to superior results from the entire process. So for example, if we were to take the advertising flywheel, here are some things that we could do to improve the overall performance. Number one, refine your ad targeting or messaging to attract better prospects. Number two, improve your landing page messaging to boost sales conversions. Number three, find ways to encourage more word of mouth referrals from customers. Or number four, increase the rate at which existing customers order from you again. Now, any one of these improvements will of course lead to better results from your overall marketing flywheel, but the real power here is when you begin to make multiple optimizations because each of those changes begin to compound on one another and this is how you really accelerate the growth of your marketing strategy and attract significantly more attention to your business or to your brand. But anyway, that is how you use marketing to increase product sales. Let me quickly recap all three steps. Number one, confirm that you have a winning offer. Number two, identify the best marketing opportunities. And number three, scale up by creating a momentum machine. If you want to learn more about how to attract and convert customers to your business, then I recommend that you check out Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller, Traction by Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Mares, The Mom Test by Rob Fitzpatrick, and finally, Sprint by Jake Knapp. I didn't actually mention Sprint throughout this video, but it did have an influence on some of the tips and some of the ideas around how to engage in customer interviews. And the book also goes deeper into how to create prototypes and how to test various product ideas. So if you're interested in that, definitely check out Sprint by Jake Knapp. But that's it for this episode. If you have any questions or comments about anything that we covered here, let me know down in the comments section and be sure to subscribe and visit rickkettner.com if you're interested in learning more about business or entrepreneurship in general. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future.